0: Welcome, brave listeners, to another frightening tale. If you've written a scary story with a paranormal twist you'd like read, please, by all means, submit it for consideration at FrighteningTales.com. Today's story is The Damn Box, written by Justin Romeus. Parental advisement. There seems to be written in here a few expletives. Let's dive in. God damn! Christopher Pitt groaned this well-worn expression as he picked up his 107th box of the morning and placed it into his delivery truck. It wasn't a very heavy box, but Chris didn't have a very good back. Or a very good knee or a very good shoulder. It seems that when Chris hit that big 3-0 five years ago, he started to play the real-life version of the children's game, Operation. So many unexpected movements would bring about the annoyingly loud buzz and red light in the form of pain. And right now, his back just buzzed. (sighs) That's the last one. Am I good to go, boss? Chris asked his supervisor, a kid ten years his junior. It took a lot for Chris to mask his contempt. Light low today, huh? Mm, Yeah, okay. Just be ready to help out some of the other drivers that have full trucks, all right? You got it, Chris said with the best attempt at a professional voice. But all he really managed to convey was, fuck you very much. He really needed to get out of there. Ah, God damn, L.A. traffic. Chris muttered to himself as he slams his hand on the horn as another anonymous jerk cuts him off. He needed to be done early today. It's Halloween and the streets, they're going to be packed with annoying kids and they're even more annoying parents. Uh, He followed his GPS directions to the drop-off that would put him at the halfway mark for his load. Halfway done. Before lunch, it would be amazing, but he knew, with all the cars congesting every which way, driving one mile equals 30 minutes. And even if, by some miracle, he could get done relatively early, there's no chance in hell that his boss would let him leave early he most certainly would be sent out to help other drivers. Uh dispatch to 66 uh, come in. God damn it. You got to be kidding me. He scoffed. Are they reading his thoughts too? 66 here dispatch go. Yeah, we got to put a hold on the rest of your deliveries for now. Uh we we got a driver involved in an accident off of uh, Figueroa and uh, 8th there. Uh, Packages need to be secured ASAP and, uh, well, you're the closest. Okay, Okay, I'm on my way. Uh, Just great. When Chris finally gets two blocks away from the crash site, he is shocked at what he sees. The corner of Figueroa and Eighth looks like a mini war zone. From what you could see, police, medic, and firefighter vehicles are positioned at every corner, and packages look like they exploded out of a cannon and covered the entire intersection. And, of course, it wouldn't be LA in 2021 without a mob of people and their phones out recording the whole thing. Uh, dispatch, this is 66. Uh, there's no way I'm gonna be able to get my truck down to the crash site. Silence. Uh, dispatch? Please hold, 66. Then silence again. Okay, listen up, 66. Uh, go park your truck. Uh, walk down to the accident site. Uh, look for a Sergeant Lewis. Sergeant Damien uh, Lewis. Uh, he'll let you through. You are to look through the packages and find one that's going to a Bob... Nero 87086 Lookout Mountain Road. Uh, I'll text you the TBA code. You'll pick up that box and place it in your route and go to the rest of your day. Uh, don't worry about any of the other packages. Do you copy, over. Okay, dispatch? This is weird, Chris thinks to himself. The procedure for this thing is not even being remotely followed. They have a whole department that deals with accidents. Packages need to be thoroughly examined for damage and then set out at a later date. Never, to his knowledge, has anyone been asked to do this. Chris had to circle around to find a parking spot. As he made his way through the crowd, he could hear them voice the gossip that a gathering such as this brings. Man, poor dude. He was just doing his job. They said it was a hit and run. I gotta be a hit and run when both cars look like that. That chick ran a red light. I literally got it on my phone by accident. Check this shit out. Yo, your boy's about to go viral. Someone said she got out of the vehicle and was like, it was nothing and just walked away. Chris was able to locate the sergeant relatively quickly and was allowed to pass the blockade. Finding the package was not going to be easy. The delivery truck was on its side, and the cause for its current situation, a huge Cadillac Escalade, was nearby with its front section entirely caved in. No way someone walked away from that. Chris mumbled. Chris's thoughts were interrupted by the commotion of medics, placing the driver in the back of an ambulance. He saw the bloodied face of his coworker and recognized him immediately. It was the other Chris, well Christian actually. They get mistaken for each other all the time. It's understandable along with the same abbreviated name they both go by. They also share a similar frame and face shape. However, the easiest way to tell them apart is to talk to them. Christian likes his job and it shows. Christopher does not like his job and it shows. As Chris is walking towards his coworker and Feeling bad for, well, not feeling bad, his head starts to feel fuzzy. It was a very singular sensation that made him just stop in his tracks. He happened to look down and at his feet was a small brown box untouched by the destruction surrounding them. Chris picked it up. It was very heavy for something so small, heavy in his hands and a heavy feeling in his his chest. The TBA numbers match. That was way too easy. As Chris walked to his truck with the package, he noticed a man in the crowd without his phone up and not looking at the wreckage. The man with the aviator shades was looking at him. The next stop for his delivery is one of the few that Chris looks forward to. It's a regular who gets a package every week. This person has a dog. Chris is a dog guy. He looks forward to interacting with the 90 pound rot mix named Dante. He opens the gate to Dante's yard. Chris calls to him, but Dante does not come. Instead, Dante is whining and cowering in the corner and the whine gets louder as Chris walks to him. Hey, buddy. You okay? Dante begins to growl. Finally, when Chris is too close, Dante barks and runs away. Chris's next stop is for a shady looking lawyer's office at a strip mall. As he's walking towards the shop, two transients ask for spare change. Chris apologized and said he had none. (laughs) <laughs> just, make, just make the box go home, just, 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 just make the box home, home." The first one said maniacally. No, I don't think he should. The second one said in an almost absent-minded way. They then proceeded to argue about the box. Chris, understandably confused, finished his drop-off quickly. The rest of Chris's day continued to provide odd occurrences. Dogs ran from him and cats hissed, people yelled obscure and sometimes obscene comments as he passed by. But the strangest reactions from people that pushed Chris from feeling weird to straight up creeped out was the staring. All throughout LA, complete strangers and a few recipients of packages would stop what they were doing as soon as they eyed him and, without a word, would just stare. It wasn't a blank stare either it was one full of intent intent to do what god damn halloween chris whispered it really does bring out all the weirdos he needed a break his most recent drop-off was a starer and it really freaked him out it also started to feel like there was a fog clouding chris's head He couldn't think straight, and he started to massage his temples. Chris glanced to his right and noticed the box from the accident was sitting in the passenger seat. When did he put it there? Chris, still trying to massage the clarity back into his head, was impatiently waiting at a red light. He could not wait to get rid of the box that was working his goosebumps overtime. The light turned green. But before he could get very far, the small box jumped out of the seat on its way to the floor. At a reflex, Chris slammed the brake and awkwardly leaned and dove caught the box. As he did so, a huge SUV went racing past their red light and through the intersection, and the car skidded off to a halt. What the hell? Chris said as he slowly started to realize that if he hadn't stopped, he would have ended up just like his colleague. Chris just stared at the Cadillac Escalade. It looked like it was turning around to make another go at him. Surprisingly, blue and red lights came out of nowhere. The police... When you need them? Who knew? As the Escalade took off, it passed by Chris's truck and he came face to face with a man with aviator shades. God damn, look at these houses. Chris mused as he drove through the Hollywood Hills, looking for the next stop. Chris had always felt things would work out for him and his wife, and they would be able to afford a place with a zip code like this. Last year, he came to the realization that it would not work out that way. As he wound around the streets, Chris observed that the houses were a little on the older side. Not many renovations were taking place on this street. The house that the box belonged to, belonged to? That's a weird way of saying it. It was definitely the oldest and in shambles. It did not look like it belonged in the hills. Hello. Hope you didn't have too much hard time finding the place. A man said as he opened the door before Chris could even get to the doorstep. The man was in his 60s with a salt and pepper mane dressed in a very expensive looking long blood red robe. He also looked extremely familiar. Hey, you're that actor from... From, uh, uh, the thing... "'Yes, uh, that's me uh, from that thing, and the thing that bombed, and that other thing that was pretty good, and that other thing that uh, got me an Emmy. I'm in a lot of things,' the man said amusedly. "'Yeah, uh, you're Thomas Sale.' Chris admitted he was a little starstruck. He really did like the guy's body of work. (laughs) "'Guilty.' Thomas chuckled. No way. Chris's eyes reflexively examined the house again and stopped himself from uttering, What are you doing in this dump? Apparently, he did not do such a good job of hiding his facial expressions. Now, now, Not everything is as it seems. Please, do come in. How many times do you get invited to a celebrity's house? As he went in, Chris's jaw hung low. It looked like a palace inside. How? Chris was speechless. We don't like to look flashy. We just want to keep the spoils of war to ourselves. Who cares what everyone else thinks? Am I right? Not only was everything covered with gold and precious stones, but there were some odd... Statues that Chris had never seen anything close to their likeness before. Many of them were animal and human hybrids and horns, a lot of them had horns. There were hundreds of trinkets strewn throughout the mansion. No, not trinkets, like artifacts. Chris got the feeling that they were ancient, ancient and dangerous artifacts. Come now, uh, let me grab you a drink. Chris followed Thomas to a room where a lot of people were gathered in similar robes, sitting in a large circle. It was dark in this room. The foggy head and heavy chest from earlier were back. Oh, uh, I I didn't mean to to interrupt your party, Chris said woozily. Nonsense. This party's for you. Why, you're the guest of honor, Chris. Chris gave Thomas a very confused look. Why, haven't you felt your entire life that you were destined for some type of greatness? Come now, don't be modest. You're among admirers. A dizzy Chris slowly nodded his head. Well, this is it. All you need to do is sit down, drink this glass, and open that box in your hand. Chris noticed that the box was now very hot. Uh, I, I don't understand, what, do, what does this have to do with me? And we don't have time to make you understand. Just know that things were written down a long time ago and we have painstakingly engineered so many cogs to work together to get you here with us on this All Hallows' Eve open the box and everything you have been denied in life will be yours glory money yada yada i mean you've seen the movies you get the picture chris was sweating profusely now as he sat in the middle of the circle holding the glass and the box the group was chanting something in a strange tongue in the end, it wasn't a very difficult choice for Chris. With all the things going wrong in his life, he felt he needed, no, deserved, for something to finally go right. What did he have to lose? He ripped off the brown paper to reveal a small metal cube. It did not look like anything special, but it it did look old and weathered. He chugged the thick, iron-tasting drink and opened the box. Silence. A black fog slowly rose from the box and enveloped the entire room. Soon Chris could not see a single thing. Well done, Christian. Well done. Thomas said softly somewhere in the fog. Christopher, confused by Thomas's comment, could see a little light flickering through the dense fog. Suddenly a pillar of flames shot up from the ground and licked the ceiling, but with those flames came a blood-curdling scream, then another pillar of fire, and another cry, and another, and another, until every robe-wearing member was burning alive, and Thomas was screaming through the smell of burning flesh and ear-piercing screams sat Christopher, trying his best to piece together the events of the day. When the house started to burn was about the time that he came to the conclusion that it really was quite funny. They got the wrong Chris. Of course this would happen to me, he thought as he resigned himself <laughs> to his fate. God. Damn it, he said as he burst into flames. You've been listening to The Damn Box, written by Justin Romyers, presented by master storyteller Mark Wilhelm. Oh, I do hope you've enjoyed this frightening tale. If you should find yourself in possession of a frightening tale you'd like shared, please submit it through frighteningtales.com for a future episode. Only submit stories you own the rights for. To do otherwise is just evil. Do tune in again for another scary moment. If you're brave enough. Until next time.